Hey friends, I am so, so pumped to share this week's podcast with you. I'm sitting here in the spare bedroom across from my daughter and she has finally sat down and just talked to me and just really honored to be able to sit next to her. If you are a parent of kids, young or old, I really encourage you to listen to this. If you are a teenager, I think it's helpful. If you are an educator, I think it's great. If you work with other human beings, just to take some time and to listen and to hear the heart of what she has to say. I'm just so proud to be her mom and so grateful to be able to learn from this amazing human being that I get to call daughter. So grab your favorite beverage, put on those headphones. If you're out for a walk, look out for cars, watch where you're driving if you're listening in your car, but um, snuggle up, listen in, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Here is my interview with my amazing, incredible daughter who I love so much, Jaylee Sue Schultz. Here we go. All right, friends, I'm so excited. I finally got my awesome daughter to sit down with me, and I've been kind of bribing her, actually, to to sit down and have this and she's like I wish you guys could see her face right now because she's like oh mom just be quiet all right so today we have Jaylee Schultz here with us and Jaylee for those that don't know you tell us who who are you tell us a little bit about you and side note guys she does not know any of these questions ahead of time so I'm completely I'm putting her yeah (laughs) and totally putting you on the spot so who are you Jay tell everyone who you are that's a broad question um I don't know. I'm a 17-year-old girl that I'm, I'm a junior in high school, about to be a senior. I danced for a lot of my life, competitive dance, and played soccer for a bit and then took a break, and now I'm back playing soccer. Won a state championship last year, so mm-hmm. that, was, that was pretty cool. Might do it again in the next few months. Um, I'm a straight-A student. It's one of my proudest accomplishments. Um, I don't know. That's about it. Awesome. Got two brothers, right? Yeah, two brothers, two older brothers. Who you love, but also drive you crazy. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and one, um, what's some of your favorite things to do? Um, I don't know. During the school year, I don't get a lot of time for like free time because I'm mostly just going to school and then sports. Oh, I play volleyball, too. I, I forgot to mention that because it's soccer season. I'm wrapped up in soccer. Um. <laughs> I don't know, I pretty much usually have school and then practice, and then sometimes I'll just hang out with friends and family after, but I like ice cream a lot. I like going to ice cream <laughs> in the beach when it's nice weather, or if it's not, I'll just drive out there. But <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, ice cream for sure, right? Yeah. Um, when you think about, you just had a birthday last week, a couple of days ago, and turned 17. When you think about being 17, what is the best part of this age and I mean you can even go back to 16 and what what's the best part and what's the hardest part um I feel like the best part is like gaining some freedom and like you're basically an adult but not with the responsibilities yet so you can kind of like figure stuff out and like you kind of have more freedom to figure out what you want to do and hang out with your friends and kind of be on your own but you still get to have fun because you don't have to, like, pay for everything yourself and, like, <laughs> you know, go to college yet and all that stuff. So you get to go out and hang with your friends, but you get to, you know, ask mom and dad to help you with some things. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hardest part, 
I mean, I don't know. I just turned 17, so I don't know about 17 in particular. But I'd say being a teenager, I, like, have a hard time um, dealing with, like, other people's expectations and, Mm. like, living up to other people's expectations and people-pleasing. So that's pretty difficult because I want to please everyone, which obviously isn't possible. So I struggle with that sometimes. Yeah. Wow. That's really very hard but also very wise. I don't think most 17-year-olds or 16-year-olds could articulate that that's a challenge and that you're aware of it and working on that. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty, pretty rock star. It is hard, though, right, to mm-hmm. to try to please everyone. Where do you think that comes from? You. Tell me more. <laughs> say more. I'm cringing, know. guys, because I'm like, oh, gosh, say more. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, we both are, like, anxious people, and, okay. like, that's, and we're both very, like, people-pleasing. We have high standards for ourselves. And yeah. We, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I, like, can't, please everyone I feel like I'm failing to meet my own personal standards mm-hmm. even though I'm not and then it makes me anxious and kind of makes me spiral out yeah. of control yeah I know I definitely struggle with that do you feel like that's something that you've seen kind of growing up or do you feel like that's just in your nature or both I mean I've seen it but I don't think seeing it has made me do it more I think it's in my nature yeah and just how I am yeah we're working on that together, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing that we can't yeah. can't do that, right? I think, what's the sign in our kitchen say about a taco? I was just talking about this last week in my episode. You can't make everyone happy. You're not a taco. <laughs> right, hard, but true, mm-hmm. right? So if you could tell your teachers anything, you're getting ready to start your senior year, and you have pretty pretty good relationship with most of your teachers, I feel like, but if you could tell them anything at all, and you didn't have to worry about getting in trouble or, like, them judging you or anything like that. What's the one thing you would want to make sure you told your teachers? Um, maybe just like, I mean, I guess I could tell them this. This isn't like very out of reach, but maybe just like that, like I know myself well enough to like, if I ask them for like an extension or like something, like there's reasons behind it and like not to like have them kind of like cut, like, jump to assumptions about like me being like lazy or something uh, like like I know myself and if I'm like asking for something it's not like I haven't thought it through and oh. like stuff like that so if you're brave enough to advocate and ask for something that you need to have that be respected and honored and to know that you're not just doing it because you were you know trying mm-hmm. to get out of the work or trying which to I think excuses. I think most of them would, would. like most uh-huh. of them they don't usually do that but some teachers are like a little too strict on that stuff I'm like okay well obviously I need help like right yeah yeah, so that's hard to sometimes ask for help. Mm-hmm. And and then it's nice when they understand that. That's a good one. That's a really good one. What's something that you wish maybe your parents knew? It might be hard for you to say because I'm sitting right here and you're like, oh, gosh, Mom. Um, or you can you can say, what's something do you think most kids wish their parents knew or understood? Um, and, and you won't get, like, in trouble for this. I'm going to answer the what, what most kids wish uh-huh. their parents knew because I think you guys, like, understand me pretty well like I don't think I have a hard time like communicating mm-hmm. to you guys but I think um honestly kind of the same thing as the teacher thing I feel like most kids like pair like a lot of parents especially like old like more traditional like type parents that aren't so like relaxed and stuff like don't always trust their kids to make the best decisions for them which in some cases like needs to happen but like if their kids like I, like, I know kids that are, like, de- like depressed and, like, sleep a lot. And their parents are like, mm-hmm. you're so lazy. Like, get out of bed. Like, I think 
kids wish their parents like knew like they're they know themselves better than their parents know them like they live with themselves like all the time and they know what's best for them Mm -hmm. and the parents don't always know what's best Mm. do you think that and sometimes it's too hard for parents to understand because they haven't lived in like the kind of age we live in yeah that's that's one of the things actually that kind of goes right into that next the next question I was going to ask you um when you look at our world through your eyes or through the eyes that you guys see it through your colleagues and your friends and your peers what do you see like um I don't know I mean there's a lot that's kind of a broad question (laughs) I see like I mean there's good and bad I see a lot of like I guess I see it in like two ways I see I kind of split it up in two groups I see like people that are like like usually my generation and like some like I think you're like this and like some like a lot of your friends and like a lot some older people but um I there's like a group of people that are I feel like are like kind of like hopeful for like progression in the world and like Mm -hmm. not staying stagnant and like understanding others and like working to be better every day like you know growth mindset they preach preach that in school and then I like the other group is like people that are kind of set in their ways and aren't open to opinions and like that I think that's where like the problems are caused when people can be open-minded and like listen to others and try to understand others and you know are kind of stuck set in their ways that they have been their whole life can you think of some specific examples of like things that you guys have gone through or um that have worked out really well or things that you've struggled personally or even like things that your friends have gone through that might relate to that um and there's a few well like politics and stuff is obviously like Mm -hmm. or not even just politics but like world like um world like problems foreign relations all that kind of stuff like that's frustrating to look at like if people would just like look at everyone else as like people and not like the mm-hmm. label that they have like I mean it goes for like racism or like um mm-hmm. any type of discrimination like if people look at people being like oh you're another human being that has feelings just like me instead of being like oh like they're your black person we don't like black people or like you're this mm-hmm. person we don't like these kind of people like that's where like I get really frustrated seeing that kind of stuff happen when people don't look at people as humans they just look at them as like right what they're labeled to be kind of right yeah that's frustrating yeah hard isn't it mm-hmm. you I remember I think it was last year you wore a shirt to school mm-hmm. that said equality. equality yeah equality on it and um that was a tough day yeah I got, for you I, I got can I swear in this yeah I got <laughs> shit for it <laughs> yeah for like no re- like people were like and like it's the another thing that's frustrating to me is like when people like think like they bring like human rights and like people like mm-hmm. into like politics and stuff like it literally said equality like I don't think anyone that thoroughly thinks it through would argue against equality like right. just equality yeah. like any good person anyway but like people were like that day were like oh like you always got to be political I'm like that's not political like right. I'm like I'm not always political like I actually stay out of politics like I don't talk about gas prices I don't talk about <laughs> war for the most part I don't talk about like economics I don't talk about like foreign policies well except for when it has to do with this kind of stuff but like I only I literally only advocate for like human rights and like equality and like Mm -hmm. like the Black Lives Matter stuff and like um 
like women's rights and like trans rights and all that stuff and people are always like you're so political I'm like but it's not political though <laughs> like so, it shouldn't be anyway yeah so to you it's just about being human and being a good human to all humans and seeing people and seeing their worth and their value and mm-hmm. right it's not about choosing or picking sides it's just about loving all people right yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things I love about you is you've always, you've always been that way. You've always been very fierce and strong and um, independent and speaking up on the hard stuff when it's important. Um, but it's always been centered around kindness and compassion. And um, I think that you lead that in a lot of ways. And that's, it's really cool. That's really, really strong. I'm proud of you for that. So yeah, it's hard though, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you could have lunch with anyone, dead or alive, like you could just pick anyone in the whole entire world to have I lunch about with. This question. It's so hard. <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think you would choose? And I don't why? Know. I think I like anyone. Like, like I said, like I I believe strongly like the like equality type stuff, like women's rights and all those kind of stuff, and like probably like anyone, like any type of activist that's like been involved mm-hmm. in that, like Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, like yeah, like anyone that's like had like experience with that, like up front or like in their job even or like like anything like that, like any anyone mm-hmm. that's had those types of experiences, I think that would be interesting. Just to hear their stories and their perspective and just their experiences, you would like to just chat with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So imagine you are able to talk to yourself in ten years. Like, the 10-year-old, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, the 27-year-old Jaylee. That sounds really weird. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> the 27-year-old Jaylee is sitting across the table from you, and you could ask her anything or say something to her. What would you, what would you say or ask? Um, I don't know what I would ask. I, well, first of all, I would ask what I chose to do, like, for a job. Because, like, <laughs> that, I'm just, like, curious. Like, obviously, it is my choice, but I just, like, don't know for sure where I'm going to go with that path like I'm thinking med school right now but like that could totally change like I might just want to be a nurse or like mm-hmm. I might I kind of I thought about being a principal because of you like I'm like <laughs> I don't know I, I just wonder where I'm gonna like where yeah. I'm gonna be and if I'm gonna have kids that'd be weird to know. yeah I just like wonder those kind of things and then I would tell myself or like check in and just make sure like I'm still doing things like for me and for my own happiness mm-hmm. not like to satisfy other people that's like something that's important to me yeah that's a hard one so you kind of touched on this and you can answer as much or as little as you want but you are um my hero in this in so many ways I'm gonna get like two guys um (laughs) but you are just really strong and brave and really articulate and aware of your body and I think part of that started with dance like you had to be aware of all of the things right but I think you're often you're an old soul in a lot of ways, and you're also aware of your, like, spiritual health and your emotional health and your mental health, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this a lot, and that's something that you've had quite a journey with, with that mental health piece. Can you, like, do you feel comfortable sharing some of that? Yeah. I know you talk openly with your friends, and I'm super proud of you for that because I think that that's really strong and um, amazing, so talk to, talk to us about that piece. Well... Yeah, I have, like, OCD, which I don't know if you've, like, mm-hmm. talked about that. But, yeah, I have OCD, so that's been, like, really tough. Um, I do a lot better with it now, but it's just, like, difficult. And I, like, it's been hard, like, trying to 
control the controllables when everything mm-hmm. kind of feels out of control. Um, so that's been better thanks to, like, meds and stuff, partially, and, like, therapy yeah. and having, like, a good support system. Um, so that's been better, but that was really hard for a long time because, like, when everything would feel out of control, I wouldn't really try to stop it. I would just, mm-hmm. like, let it spiral. Yeah. So, like, that was tough. What were some of the things you talked about, um, you know, having a good support system and therapy and... Um, you and I both are like huge fans of therapists, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even medication. What are some of the things? You know, those are the big things, right? That you're able to do. But are there other um, strategies or things that you're aware of that you just that help you during those those times or just proactively? Um, I don't know. I think okay. This is kind of a weird one because it helps in some ways, and in some ways it hurts. But, like, having, like, routine. Yeah. Like, routine is super important for me because if I stick too... Like, it's it's important to focus on because if I stick too strictly to it, then it, like, causes my OCD to get worse because if right. anything outside of the routine happens, then I'm like, oh, my God, I have to get, like, back to my routine or whatever. But also, like, I can't be in a routine for too long. Like, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. It's, especially recently, like when I, like, want to do something, but it doesn't quite fit with, like, what my schedule for the day was. Or, right. Like, all that, like, it's important for me, like, if it brings me joy just to do it anyway. Uh, like, that's been important, like, mm-hmm. for me lately. Or, like, um, even just, like, I don't know. It's hard to kind of explain. Just, like, making sure I'm doing things that bring me joy, not, like, that satisfy my OCD or my, yeah. like, anxiety. Like, yeah. Like, things that satisfy, like, my, like... Heart, heart and soul. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so awesome that you said that because, like, we changed the name of this podcast. It was, like, we t- kind of took The Anxious Badass, which we shared, and Leader and She and those two podcasts and put them together and made this feels like sunshine. So when you say what, like, focusing on what feels good for your heart and your soul mm-hmm. as a strategy and just something that you know that helps you with your OCD and that mental health piece, what are some of those, what, what are some of those things that just feel good for your soul? Like, just simple like, things. Just, like, being around, like, friends and, like, um, I have a big shopping problem. Like, I, I mean, you know that. We, like, we just spent, like, 130 bucks at Meyer. We had to buy, like, two things. But, um, I have a big shopping problem, but I've kind of let myself, like, which, obviously, once I get older, I'll have to kind of rein it in and figure it out and all that. But I've kind of just let myself, especially lately, just, like, kind of, like, indulge in it. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, if something, like, I know, like, dopamine isn't, like forever a forever happy thing but like it, if it brings me like happiness in the moment and all I need is a little bit of like a yeah. little bit of good like I'll buy the ice cream cone or like I'll like get the yes. bikini from Target like if that's like what'll give me like a little bit of happiness like I'm okay with that for right. the cost of like a few bucks and yes and understanding the balance of that right like mm-hmm. it's not like you're just going out and like right you know running up you know crazy bills and things right. like that finding that balance but it's tricky sometimes right. right like we've kind of gone through that and that's been tricky mm-hmm. for sure well yeah and that at the same time like like yeah it is balanced because like also it's like when I it's not a spoiled sounding way but like when I don't quite get like if I ask for something and I can't get it like that causes <laughs> that, and, like it's upsetting in a normal teenager way but it also like causes me anxiety because like yeah like I was getting ready for like the dopamine and then it all just like shuts down and I'm like pissed and then I get like really anxious I'm like oh but I want this like I know it would make me so happy and then I'm like why am I being so dramatic about this but like yes. it makes me anxious like so, like yeah it genuinely makes me anxious when I like want something really bad and then I can't quite get it like it, it sounds spoiled but it's like not in that type of way it's just in like it just 
causes me anxiety for some reason. Yeah, like, so being aware of that. So when those things happen, like when you don't always get your way, because let's be clear, you don't always get your way. <laughs> yeah. um, and there has to be like boundaries, right? And saying no, when that doesn't, when you're not able to get something that you want or, you know, what do you do then? Like when you're just like super ticked and you're like really want something and... I usually just try and focus on what I do have and like... Yeah. Especially like, I mean... My birthday is, like, spaced out from Christmas, so usually, like, or, like, all the holidays, so usually, like, there'll be at least, like, something. I'll be like, okay, my <laughs> birthday just passed. Like, I just got a bunch of stuff, or, like, Christmas just happened. I just got, like, I don't yeah. need that. Like, I'll, like, think about the things that I have gotten, or even, like, the small things. I'll be like, okay, I went on ice cream yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's, like, I just spent money. Like, I just got money spent on me. Like, I don't need that, too. Like, I try and focus on what I do have and what I've what I'm grateful for, what has brought me, like, happiness. And that causes me stress. So a lot of self-talk, gratitude, reflection. Mm -hmm. You spend a lot of time journaling. Yeah, I journal, like, every night. I haven't lately, but I... I And how does that help you? That just helps me to, like... I need to start doing it again now that I'm thinking about it. But (laughs) it just helps me to, like, release my thoughts. Like, one of the things that I think is worse, like, the worst about my anxiety is, like, like, the... Or in OCD, actually, more so... It's um compulsive, like the obsessive yeah. compulsive. It's the compulsive piece that like really bothers me because like I just get these like like intrusive thoughts that I can't control where I like stress about something. Like mm-hmm. I try, like I've tried all like trust me, I've tried all the strategies to like shut it down, like bless and release it, like acknowledge the thought and let it like that's yeah. like a practice in yoga that like yeah all the time is like acknowledge the thought and then let it leave. But like with OCD, especially like that isn't. As easy as it sounds, like, yeah, totally. you try to let it go, and then, like, it pops right back up, and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Which can be frustrating, because right. you feel like you're doing all the things, and it's still not working. Right, so, like, that's difficult to deal with sometimes, but, um, journaling, though, back to what the yeah. question was I was trying to remember, the journaling, though, helps me to kind of, like, permanently release it, and, like, mm-hmm. move on to the next day with, like, a new beginning, because I'm like, if, okay, if I want to come back to that thought, like, it's in my journal. Like, I can right. if I want to, but I don't need it living in my head. Yeah. Like, I can I can now set it aside. Like, I did the reflection. I did the whatever. And then, like, closing the journal, like, feels good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's all, it's all set aside. Like, I yeah. can move on. Like, you're honoring it and you're giving it space, but you're not letting it control your life, yeah. right? Like, you got to name it to tame it type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, name it and, and give it space, but not let it consume you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about, this is one of my favorite things about you, and I think because it's, I resonate with it so much, music. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm always listening to music. I have my AirPods in, like, anytime I possibly can. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Music, I, just, I like just picking music that, like, makes me happy, and, like, depends on, like, the mood. Like, I remember when I was, like, in middle school and, like, I would go through my, like, obsessive boy phases, and, like, I would think I was, like, heartbroken. <laughs> I would, like force myself to like listen to sad music and I'd be like I just want to cry and like uh-huh. I look back and I'm like that's kind of weird like pe- like a lot of people do that it's not weird because like a lot of people right. do that and like sometimes you do need sad music just to like yeah, kind of feel all the feels but like I would like force myself to do it and I'd be like okay well I don't want to cry I just feel like I should be crying uh, and like and now I'm like okay do I genuinely feel like sadness and I need to like get it out real quick yeah. or like Am I trying to, like, feel happy right now? And then right. I, like, pick the music from there. Like, like I was just telling you, I'm listening to my summer playlist right now. Because, right. like, it, it genuinely makes me happy. Like, I'll, it's, like, we have, well, three weeks of school left. But I'll, like, roll my windows down and put on my summer playlist. And it just feels like it's summer. And it just, like, it, it helps me with, like. Feels good. Yeah. Feels like sunshine. It feels like <laughs> sunshine. Exactly. And oftentimes you come home and I laugh because 
I text you. What do I? Oh, what do I always say? You're like, come inside, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the driveway, and you're like, no, come inside. And what are you doing in the driveway? Often sitting and listening to music, listening, like waiting for that last song, or listening to play, listening just outside, cranking it up. And you and I, um, we often ride together, and I think it drives Dad crazy because we <laughs> like to turn up the the radio and sing super loud, yeah. super loud and he's just like turn it down I want to talk but mm-hmm. we often will just crank it up and sing which is really really fun so well I'm just really proud of you um for a couple of reasons one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on this podcast is so people could hear what a like brave awesome 17 year old can say about just life and how hard it is and naming it and we I think as adults we often forget that you guys are all seeing and watching everything that we do and paying attention to the stuff that goes out in the world. And you have thoughts and feelings and opinions about that, and it matters. And just naming that mental health piece. These last few years have been, I think, really tough mm-hmm. for everybody. But you guys especially have had so many things that have just been so crazy. And what I love about you, love lots of things about you, obviously, but that you talk about that. And even your friend group, like... You guys are pretty open about that, and it's so you've normalized the mental health and the important mental health thing, and that's that's like gonna change the world. Like that's good stuff. So mm-hmm. thanks for thanks for leading that in big ways. So it's good stuff. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're gonna ask you some fun questions, and then Stella's sitting next to us, and she's going crazy right now because mm-hmm. I think she hears somebody outside. So I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and you just gotta not think about them and just answer as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Last book that you read? Um, it's called We Regret to Inform You. I think the subtitle is like An Overachiever's Guide to College Rejection. Oh. So it's, it's like it's like a um, realistic fiction. Like it's not like, a, like um, a nonfiction type book, but it's like about this girl that gets rejected from like all her schools, even like her safety schools. And like I thought it'd be like kind of interesting. I was like, I'm applying for colleges yeah. and I'm like going to be doing that stuff. Yeah. Is it good? And I just finished it, so yeah. Okay. Was good. All right. What's your favorite book of all time? Oh, I have a lot. Um, yeah, you like to read. You're a reader. Yeah. I don't know if I have a favorite, honestly. I've had so many good ones. I like, I think I'm big on the, um, like, self-help books. Like, yeah. I like, um, like, Rachel Howes, like, Girl, Wash Your Face, um, You Are a Badass, all those types of, yeah, all those books, self-help books, or those are my Personal shit. development. <laughs> That's yeah. very cool. Very cool. Favorite, I think I know the answer to this, but favorite show to binge? Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, probably. I thought so. Yeah. What's Grey's your second Anatomy. one? I have a lot. I just have a lot of favorite shows. Like, I watch um, Euphoria, Outer Banks, Stranger Things. Like, I watch a bunch of shows. Yeah, yeah. Grey's is, like, my go-to. Favorite. Dream Vacation. If you could go anywhere, where would it be? Um, Bora Bora. Okay. Probably. All right. Cool. We'll have to get on that. How many days a week do you actually enjoy ice cream? <laughs> Um, it depends on the time of year. <laughs> this time of year with soccer, because we always go to Team Cream, which is, like, yeah. our whole team goes to ice cream. And then, plus me going on my own, probably, like, like at least four days a week. <laughs> at least. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot of ice It's cream. okay. You love it, right? Yeah. Is that your favorite thing, do you think, ice cream? It's my favorite dessert, for, like, for sure. Like, for <laughs> food, for sure. I love it. Um, best advice or le- life lesson, and who did you learn it from? Oh, or who so gave it to you? Much. These I know. Are so, oh, These are hard ones, aren't they? Yeah. What's just the first one that comes to mind? I don't remember just like a like a one piece of advice. Just like I guess like. I mean, this is I don't have a single person I learned from. Like yeah. you obviously demonstrate like all the lessons I've learned, but literally just like doing things for your own happiness and 
don't um rely on others for happiness yeah. and like just like that I guess is like huge I mean there's lessons all the time that are like I'll remember like like it'll be like right. a little reminder I'm like oh why don't I not, like think about that more often like that's such a good reminder for me to like and then I'll just like forget about it but like that's mm-hmm. the one that I always kind of sticks to me it's just like if it makes me happy then like do it yeah for most like, situations you know like stay true to you and right, right. right? like don't don't worry or don't strive to please others. Like stay mm-hmm. what's the lines of your values and what makes you happy brings you joy. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. I think so many adults, especially adult women, struggle with that. Like I'm forty five and I'm still like mm-hmm. struggling with that. So I think it's really awesome that you've already that you've already gotten that lesson. Yeah. All right. So if you could pick like the one thing, like if people are listening to this and like what's the if they could only remember one thing from this conversation. What's the one thing that you hope, I mean, hopefully they remember more, but if they could only pick one, what would be the one thing you hope they remember and carry with them? Probably that, just, like, if it brings you happiness, like, mm-hmm. do it. And I saw this thing on Visco today, which is, like, a social media platform, and it was, like, a little excerpt from a book, and it was basically just, like, like, the title of the chapter was, like, literally no one's watching you, and it was, like, it basically <laughs> said, like, like, oh, like, you think people are judging you like they aren't. Like, they, right. they're they focused on themselves. Like, you think they're, like, they, they care what you're up to. Like, they don't. Like, not in a mean way. It's, like, yeah. it's like you care what people think. Like, well, they don't actually give a shit. So, yeah. like, and just basically the idea of, like, don't live your life for other people because they're not the ones living your life. Like, yeah. you're the one living your life. So. So wise. I love you. <laughs> love you. You're awesome. Thanks for coming on. It only took me, like you know, a few weeks of, of bugging you. And guys, she showed up actually. So, um, Jaylee Schultz, you are amazing and you're awesome and incredible. And I'm so grateful. And I learn from you every day. So I'm excited that people could hear all the wonderful things and get to get a glimpse of what an awesome daughter I think that I have, um, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty biased, but I think lots of other people think you're awesome too. So all right well thanks for listening everyone hopefully you enjoyed this as much as i do and i got almost 30 minutes of time just to chat with my (laughs) daughter and i'll be able to play it forever and ever and ever so super grateful i hope you all have a great week and jay what do we always say what's my tagline you are are appreciated you are loved you matter you got it (laughs) thanks guys have a good week and we'll see you soon 